0: Nothing like beating Akron on a Saturday to get the week started uh, in the right way. Poll eligible are the Eagles for the second time in three years on the football field. So that is a good way to get things going. And then a couple of basketball wins on men's and women's basketball sides as well. As we welcome you into this edition of the Eastern Insider. I'm Greg Sanner. I'm Kyler Ludlow. A good Monday to you, Kyler, as we try to pack up the office and get ready to head out on the road for a trip to Duke tomorrow. But...
1: Before we do, let's recap the week that was, and a pretty solid week overall. Yeah, absolutely. The men's basketball team got started. They're off to a 3-0 and start now with wins over Rochester, Drexel, and then against Goshen on Sunday. Uh, two wins a little bit closer, but then a nice 20-point win on Sunday against the Maple Leafs, uh, scoring 97 points, 14 of 15 players who saw the floor Scored, so that was a well rounded performance. And the women picked up a big win over Cleveland State, uh, avenging a loss from a year ago in the Education Day doubleheader on Friday. So, a really fun start to the hoop season here in the convo and just in general for EMU.
0: Yeah, the women had to come back in the second half to overtake that game and knock off the Vikings, who had rolled up big numbers offensively in their first matchup, but a really good, strong defensive performance once again by Fred Castro and crew, what you've come to expect out of them. Uh, They're off until this upcoming weekend when the Redbirds of Illinois State come in for a doubleheader. So uh,
1: a little layoff right after you get going. So that's kind of a unique twist. Yeah, where you have the the men on one side playing four games in eight days, the women playing one game in in eight days. So the doubleheader on Saturday should be a good one as Boston University, the Terriers, are in town to take on The men, uh, that first game after playing number one Duke on Wednesday, the first game as far as we could find in EMU history against a number one overall team. Uh, The AP poll came out Monday afternoon and Duke was ranked number one. So uh, bouncing to Saturday's Saturday's doubleheader, they will take on Boston. That's at 2.30. The women start things off at noon.
0: Yeah, plus you also have volleyball. They transition into their postseason as they'll be the number five seed in the upcoming Mid American Conference tournament, which will be hosted at uh, the only one
1: of its kind, Millette Hall in Oxford, Ohio. I'm not sure I could have said it better, unless you're going to support the volleyball team this week as they uh, take on Kent State in the opener. The eight seed. Uh, it's kind of a, a strange tournament, a little unlike anything else in the MAC, where the double buy. Uh, is in play for the top two seeds. So Eastern, as the fifth seed, plays on the first day and then would play uh, the sixth, or pardon me, the uh, they would play Bowling Green in the semifinal if they make it to Saturday. And that's uh, ultimately what's important, trying to make it to the championship on Sunday. So it's a four-day tournament, and uh, the Eagles start off after a, a big win this past weekend. Jordan Smith was the Mack West Player of the Week because of her 27-kill performance against Northern Illinois. Uh, and that win, instead of being a, a 7 seed, which they could have been had they lost, they end up being the 5th the seed instead. So a big-time win for the Eagles, and they end up starting this tournament off 4.30 Thursday uh, afternoon. As always, for any upcoming schedules or any
0: changes that occur, you can always consult EMUEagles.com or your EMU Eagles mobile app as we also thank our fine sponsors who make this broadcast possible. People like Boost Mobile by Candy Cane Wireless, Trinity Transportation, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. So, uh, Kyler, a light week for you. Lots of me talking, just what everybody wants to hear. (laughs) First off, with Coach Creighton, we talk about the being bowl eligible. Not yet in the door are the Eagles. They'll need a win at Kent, but a bye week for them. Max Crosby today named MAC West Division Defensive Player of the Week. And then we also caught up with the newest member, of the EMU broadcast family, and that's Matt Derry. We'll get his thoughts as he comes from the dark side, coming over from Oakland to the green and white of Eastern Michigan here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Our weekly sit-down with the EMU football head coach Chris Creighton as his team enjoys the... Beneficiary of a bye week this week as they get ready to host or to travel to Kent State next week on Black Friday to take on the Golden Flashers. But before we worry too much about Kent, let's recap what happened against the Akron Zips a week ago a 27 20 victory. Offense uh, gets the score going early, and Ian Erickson, one yard touchdown. But then the defense, three consecutive Akron possessions with interceptions to set up quick scores
2: yeah no it was just a it was a phenomenal stretch we'd we'd actually pinned them down on the one yard line and it was the one drive that they had really during the game um, but then was stopped by kevin mcgill's one-handed interception it was a great play and then the ensuing two like you just said um, were a a pick six for touchdown with max and then vince had a pick almost six Um, which set us up for the next play for a score. Um, And it was just a a fantastic stretch right there where, you know, the three phases were we're all working together.
0: Have you seen quite a stretch like this in your coaching career before of what your defense has been able to do the last two weeks, shutting out the opposition's offense back-to-back weeks with the only – scores they have coming off special teams and or an offensive fumble? Not
2: with this, you know, kind of quality of opponent. um, You know, it's uh, it really is, um, you know, remarkable what um, what our defense has done these past two weeks, you know, when you when you think about um, the takeaways and and then just the, you know, not giving up a single point. um, It's uh, it's been good.
0: Uh, thinking back to the end of the 2015 season, I know it was not a moment that you uh, wanted to do or, or was proud to do, but you have to make a change, bring in a new DC. And ever since Coach Nethery's arrival, it has been just a defense that has taken 20 plus points off the scoreboard from what they were in that 2015 campaign. Do you ever think back to of making that change and when you called Neil for the first time to say, "Hey, can are you interested"?
2: Well, again, you know, Neil and I have a, a long history together. We've every place that I have ever coached, being the head coach since 1997. Um, you know, we've we've coached together for all or or part of those stints, and um, so he's, uh, you know, he's the best coach that uh, that I know. Um, he's great at what he does. Um, you know, I would tell you our first two years that we we struggled um, in every facet. Um, not just defensively. We, we, weren't, we weren't good offensively and we weren't good on special teams. And, um, uh, you know, I think when you look at 16, we improved in all three phases, uh, you know, dr- dramatically. Um, and uh, we've continued, um, you know, to uh, uh, try to make the program better, um, you know, in every way every year. And, you know, we've, we've gotten to the point where we're competitive now, Um, The defense is is playing, you know, um, winning slash championship level football. And, um, you know, we're going to just we we all got to continue to get better to, um, you know, to try to become the best that we can become.
0: Last time Eastern held two opponents off the scoreboard without offensive scores, you have to go back to the 1970 campaign when the then Eurons were led by Dan Boyster in route to that one. But it was the lowest offensive point, to, uh, offensive total amount of yards given up by the Eagles since all the way back in November 14th, 1970 against Ball State when they allowed just 24 yards of offense. What was uh, the big difference you saw out of Akron's offense? Was it missing? Cato their quarterback that much or were you just able to disrupt them that much
2: uh, I mean it's always a combination but there's you know in, in all fairness um, that, that quarterback's pretty special and um, you know we knew that he got uh, banged up um, they had a couple extra days and so obviously we prepared for him to, to play and um, you know he uh, apparently was not, was not able to play um, and you know it's a big deal um, it's a really big deal. So I think our defense was obviously ready and and um, knew again, like the whole team did, the 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 moment, and the gravity of the opportunity, um, and then you know I don't want to speak you know for Akron, but um, you know they they weren't at their best with without their signal caller.
0: Speak of gravity, the opportunity that is ahead for your team, and being bowl eligible now doesn't guarantee you anything. But I know you talked in your press conference earlier today. Uh, it just gives you an opportunity now to, to rest this week, get ready for Kent, and still have an opportunity to control a lot of your destiny. The first time Eastern Michigan can have a winning MAC campaign since going back to the 1995 campaign. How do you look and approach this game, telling your team about bull eligibility?
2: Well, there's, you know, there's <clears throat> there's three different phases to it, right? There's always just focusing on ourselves and preparing like we prepare and getting better. Um, and then there's the opponent, right? And and so, you know, we've got to study them, and we've started to do that and break them down and, um, you know, try to take, uh, you know, advantage in any way that we can in all three phases um, to be our best against them. And, and then there's, you know, the um, – Um, you know, the results of another win and and how that impacts, you know, the season and continuing to play and whatnot. I, I think that we were very clear with our guys last night um that that bowl eligibility does does not guarantee that you're going to a bowl game and you know there are examples uh, painful examples as soon as last year for two programs from the Mac that you know uh, I'm sure celebrated bowl eligibility and um, everybody was excited and making plans and talking about where they're gonna go and and then it didn't happen um, and uh, you know so, I just, you know, we want to make sure that our guys know since it's not the end of the season, since we have another game left, since we do have an opportunity to to get out of that condition that, you know, um, focusing on ourselves and our plan, knowing who our opponent is, all of those things. But at the same time, the macro look is um, don't count your chickens before they hatch.
0: I know at times you have often talked about wanting your team to play their best football down the stretch certainly you want them ready in september but in november it counts just as much if not more when people are taking notice seven and two eastern michigan is over the last three novembers i think that says for some conditioning the character and the makeup of this team in a lot of different ways
2: yeah i I didn't know that um uh, that was our record. But, uh, yeah, it's it's important to play well all, all during the year. But, you know, w- one of the things just, you know, as a coach is wherever you're at, you, you, you want to become better. Um, and, you know, there's injuries and there's, you know, all kinds of things. There's the schedule and how that plays out. But, uh, you know, it would be, uh, you know, just one of our. Goals, if you will, to be playing our best football. Um, you know, in, in the month of November and hopefully beyond. And so, um, we're, uh, um, we're we're not there yet. Um, we're, we're not there yet. But uh, uh, what I like is that I'm not having to try to smoke in mirrors or try to convince our guys that that we can be better. That's that's not it. It's a it's a pretty hungry um, group a um, group that uh, believes you know, in, in who we are and what we're capable of. And, um, you know, we we probably already have a little, you know, tinge of, of regret already from the season. and But we know that it's not over. And, um, you know, so we, we're going to do everything we can to, to play great here down the stretch.
0: Coach, thanks for your time as always. We'll catch up to you next week and talk a lot more about the Golden Flashes after this bye week. Sounds good. Thanks. There he is, head coach Chris Creighton as the Eastern Insider rolls on. On Tuesday, it was announced the newest member of the Eagles broadcast team, a well-known voice around Southeast Michigan, Matt Deary, joins me. And what a thrill it is to have you now. We've, <laughs> we've known each other a long time. I'm used to having you toss me the the show after those years on 105.1. But welcome to the MU family.
3: Thanks so much, Greg. Great to be here and uh, be a part of it. Uh, you're a big part of my decision to, uh, to, to come here. I've known you a long time and, and working with Chad and, and certainly, Coach Murphy, uh, Kevin Mondro, It's gonna be a lot of fun
0: for people that aren't aware of you. You've been around Southeast Michigan, have called uh, Titan basketball, Oakland basketball, and some Pistons basketball. But what was the, what's been the tie that you've wanted to come to Eastern?
3: everybody here has always treated me very well last year we had two games working with oakland and doing their broadcast with neil rule for two years two games against eastern and i just i've always liked coming down to the convocation center i think it's one of the most underrated facilities in the area and so over the summer just uh you know as a i don't know if i was a free agent but just an opportunity to to talk with chad a little bit and uh you know oakland wanted me back but this, this seemed like uh, this was the call for me to come here and and be a part of the basketball broadcast for the uh, for the eagles and i'm excited about it
0: right now you're scheduled to a little over 13 games depending on your schedule i know you're right now doing a little bit more of teaching youth the, how the tools of the trade it, right
3: it, it, it's been crazy greg the last few years after the 105 1 uh, radio stint it, it was time to kind of step away full time from that and try something new, and I've fallen in love with, like you said, teaching and uh, being a high school teacher, basically at U of D Jesuit High School, uh, where we're going to have a bunch of D1 basketball players, by the way, this year, um, and, and I've had it in the past with Cassius Winston, but for the last three years, teaching media and communications, journalism, um, running the Cub broadcast, the Cub sportscast, and, and kind of feeling like you walk away each and every day like you like you did something and you did something meaningful. So it's been a, it's been a lot of fun these last three years but still had that, that itch to do uh, some basketball here in the wintertime with Oakland the last two years, with Eastern now, with you guys, and still host uh, my Lions podcast every day. So I'm, I'm still getting a little bit of it, uh, the taste of it, but it's been different for me after 20-plus years being in radio full-time.
0: When you think back at it, and when you first started, there weren't quite the opportunities the kids have now. There wasn't the ESPN3s. There wasn't the podcasting. I don't think people realize how difficult it was then to break in broadcast, but even harder now to make your way when there's so many voices out there.
3: You know, you're right, Greg. It, it really is, and there's a lot to do right now for, for a lot of different people when it comes to, to broadcasting, podcasting. Um, I, I tell the guys all the time, put something together. Greg, when you and I were, were, were coming up, we're about the same age, you know, you, you, you couldn't just get on your cell phone or record something now there, there's that opportunity. People are telling me all the time, hey, listen to my podcast. Well, where can I find it? Well, let me send it to you. And it, it's a great opportunity for, for, for the young people. The broadcasting jobs, and this is one thing I love about Eastern, and what you guys do is that, especially with WEMU, they really, really value the broadcast. You're being a part of the football broadcast with Shep and, and Rubes and Chad. Uh, the basketball broadcast, obviously, Molly at WEMU thought it was uh, important to bring me in. And, and you and, and Ryan Woolley doing the ESPN3 stuff, so Eastern is covered and covered really well, and I respect that. And some of these schools now are kind of going away from it a little bit. They might have that one singular voice that, that might call basketball with no color guy. And I still like the schools, and I respect the schools and the, the organizations that value broadcasts.
0: Here with Matt Derry, and you look at, at this, and you're making the transition, having been a play-by-play guy for a lot of years. How difficult was it to, to move into that analyst role? Because me being the analyst now on the on the TV side, you have to watch for different things than yeah. what you want to call when you are the play by play guy.
3: Yeah, I did like you said. I did the UDM Titans for so many years and filled in on Pistons, and then coming from my Syracuse background, it's so all I wanted was to be the next Joe Tate, who was the longtime voice of the Cavs and me growing up in Cleveland. But over the last two years, the opportunity to do color with Neil on Oakland and now to work with Chad here at Eastern. Um, I, I do have to shut up more <laughs> sometimes and, and, and let the play flow. And then when there's a dead ball or something out of bounds or, or whatever takes place, then I'll get my opportunity. So it was a little bit difficult at first, but I love the game of college basketball. I, I love being around it. I was around Greg Campy uh, for the last couple of years, uh, Perry Watson, Ray McCallum, and now to know Murph the way I've known him for years, our, our Syracuse connection. I, I love uh, just talking shop. I, we sat in his office for a half hour before the game tonight. Uh, and just talk basketball. I love it. So analyst, play-by-play, doesn't matter to me as long as I can be courtside and and be around uh, some winning basketball. And Eastern's got a really, really good team. We
0: just watched them knock off Rochester here. Your thoughts and impressions on the first game in the books for men's basketball?
3: About what I expected. I knew that Rochester would come in here and shoot the basketball pretty well, which they did. Clint Pleasant, who I've known for a long time, uh, he, he ran the Lake North Central basketball camps there with Rochester. My son was there for years uh, as a camper. They really value valuing the ball and shooting it. So I think Eastern tonight probably had a, a tougher game than they expected. Paul Jackson really turned it on late. I like this team a lot. Wait till they get, they get Elijah Mini back. And, of course, Kevin McAdoo both not playing tonight. What's going to be interesting to watch, Greg, is, is how Bubakar Torre and, and James Thompson IV play together, and if they can play together, how that's going to work. Would JT4 be better at the five uh, when, when, when Bubakar's out? How's that going to go? And I, I don't think the coaching staff knows that yet, but th- this team's going to be very, very good. They're picked to finish first in the Macwest West for a reason. You see the talent. A little worried about the shooting. Where's that going to come from? But uh, I think Minnie and McAdoo missing tonight. Uh, they can get a pass for tonight.
0: Certainly a good game in the books for them. And we also appreciate you joining the EMU family once again. Molly Motherwell making the announcement today that you are joining the WEMU broadcast. And we won't also just get to hear you call some basketball, you get to put the headset on with me. <laughs> Black Friday. For a little um, trip to Kent State, uh, you uh, haven't um, called football since what? Detroit Fury?
3: I did a little arena football uh, back in the day in my Syracuse background, so uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll make it we'll make it fun. Uh, me, you, and Chad uh, there in the uh, what should be a nice icy cold press we'll box. Break there. out the,
0: the, the leftover turkey and wishbones, <laughs> right?
3: At, uh, at up there at Kent, but it should be a lot of fun and. and you know, Chris Creighton was so good to me in our years at 1051 when we did the, the features each week. I'm looking forward to being around him as well.
0: Matt, welcome again, and we'll talk to you plenty more on this Eastern Insider podcast. All
3: right, Greg, thanks so much.
0: Quick time out, back after this. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Eastern Insider. As always, you can re-listen on EMUEagles.com or find us on any way you listen to this podcast. With the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your healthcare coverage anytime, anywhere, anyplace. Download it now from the Apple or Google Play Store, an official partner of EMU Athletics.